0: This week on Texas Tells, the bill that burdens business, we'll speak to Texas business owners about how the Insurance Immunity Act threatens their businesses and others across the state. You're listening to Texas Tells. I'm Tori Summerman. First, here's the news. The House Insurance Committee approved Representative Ed Thompson's HB 335 this month. In a big step towards a safe Texas, the bill protects Texans against junk policies that strip the policyholder of any meaningful protection for themselves or others on the road. For a third straight year, Texas insurance companies reported strong profits, yet the Texas consumers haven't felt the effect the National Association of Insurance Commissioners reported that Texans are paying the third highest homeowner insurance rates in the nation. While Texans are paying higher rates and insurance companies are enjoying healthy profits, insurance lobbyists swarmed the Texas Capitol this month to pass the Insurance Immunity Act, or SB 1628. The bill eviscerates crucial policyholder protections that are designed to force insurance companies to pay claims fully and fairly. This Wednesday, the Senate debated and ultimately passed the dangerous legislation. A number of last-minute amendments were accepted by the bill author Senator Larry Taylor. While some of the amendments showed improvement and compromise, the final version of the bill robs consumers of crucial legal protections. In response to many questions about the purpose of the bill, bill author Senator Larry Taylor stated his intent was to benefit consumers. However, he did not address concerns that consumers would be unable to hold their insurance companies accountable and would be forced to accept low, slow, or no payments from their insurance company. Outside of Amarillo, in the hardworking town of Pampa, Harold Price runs his family's 45-year-old hardware store. But after a hailstorm ravaged his roof and caused leaks that damaged over $170,000 in merchandise, Price struggles to keep his doors open. Despite paying his insurance premiums for 20 years, Price's insurance company denied his claim and terminated his coverage. Left to repair his own roof and take out a loan to replace the damaged merchandise, Price had to cut back on jobs and the growth of his business. Finally, Price was forced to take his case to court to get his insurance company to pay his valid claim in full. Unfortunately, Price's story is not unique. Business owners across the state have struggled to get their claims to be paid fully and on time. And now the Insurance Immunity Act threatens to strip business owners of their last line of defense against low, slow, or no payments on their valid claims. Business owners from across the state came to testify against the Insurance Immunity Act. David Stein, the representative for Roger Beasley Automotive Group, explained how the bill would burden his business to the Senate Business and Commerce Committee.
1: And I'm a simple man, uh, a very simple man. Um, I've heard a lot of things, and I've learned a lot of things since I've been here. Uh, one being that major insurance companies admit fault in how they process claims and how things that fall under the rug and certain things happen. Then I'm also hearing that the bills, the, the law on the books today is a good law. And I'm hearing, and when I hear that, it's it's as a simple man, I'm saying, okay, well then why are we looking at a bill? that is pretty much strictly in favor of the insurance companies. I'll tell you, um, what happens when a claim is not paid in a prompt manner? Uh, We've experienced this many times over the years. Um, In the past 25 years, we've probably dealt with 15 hail cases, Um, and the last one was catastrophic. It was near uh, 8.5 million dollars. Uh, unfortunately, they got the numbers wrong. Unfortunately, we had to go back and forth and and result in four or five months of arguments, and they missed about $750,000 in damage, so we had to go through that process, as well as, after that, the uh, insurance premiums for the next three years uh, being raised astronomically. Um, How many business owners, um, let alone the common... Uh, policyholder, the common consumer, are versed in insurance law. I mean even the people speaking today, very few. uh, Adding this entirety of of this bill uh, is going to make it even harder for the common person, the common policyholder. What happened to the accountability of the insurance companies? You know we've heard a lot about accountability and uh, I think I think we've, we've learned what that accountability is. They know they have problems they need to fix, and uh, everybody else thinks the law is good. So I'm glad this bill is in this, this room because all of you uh, understand business, and, and it's a good place for it to be. Um, as you know, there are a lot of car dealers in the state of Texas, uh, probably every single district. And and truthfully, I do not know one of them, and I know a lot of them, that would be in favor of this. I don't see anything good in it whatsoever. I have a few more minutes. Just a second. Where in this bill does it protect families? Where in this bill does it protect the small businesses, the medium or large businesses? Nowhere. In fact, it requires policyholders to swear Amount of damage is true even if they don't know. That's what I'm talking about, the common person. They don't know the laws. And I'll end with this. This bill makes it very clear that the insurance company has no risk whatsoever. And I just think that it should be removed in its entirety.
0: Harold Price also testified before the committee sharing his struggle to keep his hardware store open.
2: But I do believe that there has been a change. And the change is in the way the insurance companies are handling their claims. It, it's, and if we give them any more latitude than they've got now, and we're talking about giving them penalties, interest, and ongoing punitive damages, and that's what this bill addresses, that, that gives them no incentive to settle the claim. My claim is still unsettled today. I've had to take money out of my pocket. Fix my roof, stay in business. Y'all got pictures of water in my store, but we had to keep operating, and we got loss of merchandise, loss of everything because these people didn't take care of the claim in the timely manner that we we met them.
0: Despite urging from business owners to vote against the bill, the Senate passed the Insurance Immunity Act 21 to 10 this past week. Today, we'll talk to Harold Price about the Insurance Immunity Act and how things will get worse for business owners. How did your
2: building get damaged? Our roof was damaged in end of 2000, the fall of 2013. Insurance company agreed to pay part of it. They could see the hail damage on part of it. They did not, uh, couldn't see the damage, so they didn't want to pay on the damage, which was the larger part of the building. They sent me a small check uh, and hoped I'd go away. Uh, I said, no, that wasn't enough. My roof's leaking, it's pouring in my store. I got back to the insurance company. Uh, they still refused to pay. And also they they canceled my insurance shortly after I filed the claim.
0: So can you just tell me why as a small business owner you get insurance?
2: Now, I think that all small businesses have their insurance and, and they carry insurance and pay the premiums that have increasingly been more uh, so that they get their stuff replaced when they have damages. And that's all that any any business owner, any homeowner, any anybody that is injured that has insurance is, is just to get their stuff replaced in the like manner that it was before the damage. Was there
0: any point through this, this process that you thought you might have to close your business?
2: Oh, there was lots of times water was so bad in here and different things. We had we had like $170,000 worth of merchandise that was damaged that is still out of my inventory at this time. And... Uh, you know we've we've done it with our own employees we've made repairs we've pumped water spent lots of man hours trying to keep the water out and keep our door open and uh and it also cost us jobs and and, and money out of our pocket that we've had to go borrow and and it limits what we can do with our business and creating jobs
0: and how would this bill affect small business owners like yourself
2: uh i believe that small businesses not not many businesses have to wear with all the sp- take a hundred plus thousand dollars to put a roof on their building. That's why they carry insurance. Uh, I know I sure didn't at the time and I've had to muster it up to keep myself in business. It could possibly put <laughs> businesses out of business. The uh, homeowners, they're, they're probably their single biggest investment in their life is their home. And if it's damaged to the effect that they cannot repair it or they don't get sufficient money to repair it, it deteriorates and that makes uh, a hardship on the whole family. Uh, it, it's a lose-lose deal for the homeowner and, and the business owner because they won't have the wherewithal to maybe, maybe stay in business. I know it was a big deal for me because my, my roof was a hundred plus thousand dollars and it, it in turn has been a terrible uh, burden to try to replace the merchandise that was damaged. So why did you
0: decide to testify?
2: I chose to testify because I feel that if if this bill passes, then they would have no reason to settle. They would just string you out longer and longer in court. There would be no reason to sue them. There would be no way you'd settle. Whatever they pay you, you're going to have to take and hope that you can get your business put back together. And that's just not fair for policyholders that have paid in premium. And I don't believe the policyholders have changed. I believe the insurance companies have. And we need to hold them accountable just like we do the policyholders.
0: The fight to protect Texas homeowners and businesses is not over. Tell your representative in the Texas House to choose Texans over insurance lobbyists and to vote no on SB 1628. You can join the 1,400 other Texans who have signed the petition at www.texaswatch.org sign the petition. That's all we have time for today. We hope you'd enjoyed this episode of Texas Tells.